When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Stefanski, I think, is the biggest move they've made in this whole offseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's because a culture, a professionalism, an adult is now in the room, right? And that is what I think gives Baker Mayfield the best chance. And then look at what they've done in the offseason, not only in the draft, right? But they're building what I would call the quote-unquote, the right way from the inside out. It wasn't only their first-round pick getting the tackle. They signed Jack Conklin in the offseason as well. Other time, right? And they then, got two new tackles. Exactly. And that, to me, what have I been saying for all of these new young quarterbacks? You have to protect them. Cleveland took that seriously. They get the security blanket in Austin Hooper as well, right? So now maybe Baker can continue to develop. And with this pick as well, they go on the defensive front. I think this is the right thing, building from the inside out for Cleveland. Yeah, offensive tackle in first round, safety defensive tackle tonight, Ariel. I mean, stockpiled. At some point, it's got to work out. You just wonder if that locker room blows up again like it did last year. Yeah, especially when you're keeping Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. at wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. We were hearing the rumors, actually, the team that's on the clock right now, the Minnesota Vikings, we heard that potentially there was a trade that could have happened with Odell Beckham Jr. being dealt to Minnesota. However, the Browns said that it never existed. There was never any kind of open conversation, which is and then Odell Beckham Jr. spoke out there as well. You had Jarvis Landry and Odell saying to teams on the field all last season, hey, tell your team to take me, tell your team to take me. It happened in the 49ers (laughs) games. It happened all over. I'm confused as to how a first-year head coach is going to be able to handle this team. However, I think it's easier to respect anyone more than they had respect for Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, it was a bad decision by the Browns. It's why the general manager is no longer employed. They have the new, I believe, the youngest general manager in the league, Andrew Barry. Um, just in his early 30s. So he's working with their... Uh, their analytical team and Paul D. Podesta in order to try to you know, smooth this stuff out. Uh, th- we do have a pick off the board here, yeah, a couple of I picks like off the board. board. A Minnesota takes Cam Dantzler. I think uh, uh, Dane had talked about him potentially yeah. being a landing spot for the Jets. So the Vikings get him. And their picks thus far, Justin Jefferson, Jeff That's Gladney, black. Ezra Cleveland, and Cam Dantzler. So some pretty good names on the draft board. Houston picks as well uh, right after that. 
Jonathan Greenard uh, is the, the pick for the Texans. It looks like 6'3", 263, defensive end uh, out of Florida. Houston has obviously not had many picks, Dane, uh, but they add a defensive end here. Wow. And this makes sense to me. Um, we're having another trade <laughs> happening. But I got to tell you, this camera. It's the fifth hour, Ariel. It's all Wait, right. Wait, I'm okay, I, I know. I'm just, when I see that the Patriots trade up for something, which they just did with the Vegas Raiders, all that's been going on in my mind is why have we not seen Jacob Eason go yet? Is this the time right. that we're going to see a quarterback go to the New England Patriots? I think it's a good call. Adam Troutman, the tight end from Dayton here as well. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That's a, another small school guy. That's a non-scholarship school. And that's that's ultimate Patriots. We'll take the guy that didn't even have a scholarship and we'll make him our starting tight end to replace uh, Gronkowski from a couple of years ago. But, Dane, uh, you're in the middle of talking about uh, Dan. Sorry, uh, Dane. Dan no, it's okay. Uh, we'll see what New England does with that pick. It could be the quarterback. Remember, this would not be the first time a third-round quarterback helped the New England Patriots. I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo was a third-round pick. I do believe Jacoby Brissett may have been a third-rounder. He round was a third-rounder. Garoppolo was two, uh, Brissett three, you're right. So this is the pond that they fish in. Jared Stidham was a fourth-round pick. So this would be the range for Bill Belichick, I do love the Cameron Dantzler pick. And I got to tell you, I love what Minnesota is doing. A couple of other people have talked about that. You know, our guy Cam talked about that. Scotty Farrell talked about that. Yeah, they man. got Justin Jefferson kind of falling to them instead of Philadelphia taking them one pick before. They trade back in the first round, still get the quarterback Gladney that they like. I like Cameron Dantzler. He is a six foot two, six foot three cornerback to be on the other side. We knew the secondary in Minnesota was something that they needed to address. They lose Xavier Rhodes. They've also franchise tag Harrison Smith giving the signal that, you know, we could be one year away there. I really like what Minnesota is doing. They're having everything fall to them and turning up aces, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, you know, they lost a lot of the defensive backfield. They had, they, they had to cut Linval yeah. Joseph and uh, Xavier Rhodes due to salary cap issues. Uh, they lost Trey Waynes. Well, at the offensive line position, the yeah. whole board has kind of fallen to them in a great way where they're getting players that we thought were going to go higher at positions of need. But Gladney and Dantzler gives them two young corners to try to work with. Doesn't mean everybody on this board is going to work out, but uh, that was a position of need for them. And, and you know, the, the, with Dalvin Cook coming up next year, it's it, it's not just about the one-year cap impact, right? The Xavier Rhodes thing is he had outlived the value of his contract. He was getting paid big money, wasn't producing. He went to the Pro Bowl, but everybody considered it to be a joke. So uh, the team franchised Harrison Smith this year as well, right? So still another. You no, know, Anthony Harris. Uh, Harrison Smith there. They, they franchise tags Anthony Harris, and they're potentially. There's been talks of him being uh, dealt and then. Uh, and do you remember that there's that uh, offensive lineman? I believe he's on the Chiefs as well. He's a French guy from Canada, Cardiff. You know, yeah. and that's Lo the name Laurent, that I uh, yeah, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, he's a doctor, French Canadian doctor, and he uh, he requested to put MD on the back of his uh, on the other side of his name uh, because. Uh, other guys put three or junior or senior or whatever. He's like, can I put MD? And they shut it down. That's ridiculous. They're going to fine people for wearing the wrong cleats. I say put it on his jersey and take the fines. Uh, I, yeah, I'm with you. So uh, one thing I wanted to see is Mark Ingram's contract because Dobbins is there. They drafted Justice Hill last year. Mark Ingram under contract this year for $4 million, next year for $5 million. They could cut him after the season for very little dead money hit, but uh, it's that was the only shocking thing to me is that Mark Ingram was so productive for them, and they brought in, uh, oh, we're out. We'll come back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on do not disturb, tuning out all the constant just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I'm wearing my pharmacy glasses, but I'll uh, I'll do my best to uh, carry on without them. So uh, we're still on that last pick, Devin Duvernay from Texas. We talked about the wide receiver. The Titans are on the clock right now. Um, Dan, Titans for a moment. Sure. Uh, not had. Let me, I'm just getting up their picks right now. They drafted Isaiah Wilson, the, the tackle, in the first round. Christian Fulton, the cornerback, in the second round. So they went SEC, SEC. Uh, you know, these high pedigree players obviously played on good teams. A lot of reps to see these players. It's the type of thing we've talked about. I'd have to take a look really after tonight's draft to see how much that's impacted, right? I don't feel like we've had a lot of small school players off the board. And we thought that that might happen in this draft due to the inability for coaches to go out and meet, visit with, some of these smaller school players. I mean, the tape is still there. You can still uh, do Zoom conferences with them, but it, not as intimate a setting as they may have had otherwise. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about that, right? Maybe that leads us to go more pedigree, to go more big-name schools. I believe these GMs can still look at us if they had a pro day, regardless of if their doctors didn't get a chance to press the fresh. But that may be what we are seeing. I like what Tennessee has done. Remember, they get the offensive linemen in round one, then they go ahead and, and get the cornerback, who we really thought, you know, kind of fell a little bit, uh, Fulton. And it was amazing that he was still there. So we'll see what they do this time around. I kind of think they're going to go on the defensive side of the ball again, but we shall see. It sounds like the pick is in. Yeah, the pick is in. It's uh, running back Darrington Evans out of Appalachian okay. State. Me so. and talked about this. Me and Jared talked about this a ton on in-game live. And we've been mentioning this concept all draft long. The idea that you franchise tag a guy, you got to get someone. The, the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, right? Part of the franchise tag could be to just squeeze every last juice drop out of the orange that you can with Derrick Henry. I told Jared Smith on in-game live that in one of these picks, they may in fact go running back. Deion Lewis was gone to New York. Obviously, um, Derrick Henry is the guy, but you know he's on the franchise tag. I think they chew him up and spit him out. This could be another one-year early kind of pick. But if I'm him, I don't show up. Henry? Yeah, I do what Lev Bell did. 
all right, you don't want to give me a long-term deal. I'll sit on the sidelines, maybe, right, Ariel? Maybe that is what Tennessee is trying to prepare yeah. for. Maybe we they talk- are nervous about that. Yep, Jaron and I talked about this on in-game live. We said that we thought they would go O-tackle in the first round because of the loss of Jack Conklin, right? And when you do have Derrick Henry in that run game, you still need to open up those holes. But we talked about it. Um, it could be, whether it was in the second round or third round, we said we would not be surprised for them to go running back and start the train of turning the page. We've seen a number of teams do this at different positions, whether it's the quarterback position in Green Bay or now the running back position potentially in Tennessee. Now, I don't necessarily think that Evans is going to be a thousand yard rusher or someone you need to know this year, but it does look like Tennessee is planning for the future. But I mean, they got nothing in, on the depth chart here right. behind Derrick Henry, David Fluell, and they don't have anything on the Jaylen depth chart Dawson. behind Ryan Tannehill either. You're not wrong. Logan <laughs> Woodside is the backup quarterback right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. They're in, they're right in line to take one of these developmental quarterbacks, Jake Fromm or Jacob e- Jacob Eason would be really interesting for them. The problem for the so here's the interesting thing about the Tannehill deal: it's a very clear commitment for two years and sixty million. But if he plays well this year, the option kicks in for the third year. And then you're three years, $90 million in on Ryan Tannehill. You obviously really want him to play well, but it's this weird thing because we all expect him to not play as well as he did for three months. I'm a little higher on Tannehill than some, but I, I don't think he's going to play out of his mind like he did for three months last year. And now, if he does play well, you have the kicker on the extra year. If he doesn't play well, you sort of get out of it. A year early, you don't give him the extension of the option. Maybe this developmental quarterback like Jake Eason, I'm just painting a picture here, Ariel. Maybe a developmental quarterback like Jake Eason or somebody else is the perfect fit in Tennessee. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee were to have gone quarterback. However, they didn't. They go running back, small school there out of App State, which, again, maybe you just don't want to upset Brian Tannehill. You know, things that go on behind closed doors, very interesting in the NFL. I just did think by looking at the depth chart that it's a little interesting that the Titans don't have anyone lined up in case, God forbid, something happens to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, but so Dave, back to the running back discussion. Derrick Henry, franchise tag, he could play it out. It's a good paycheck for this year, but you know they're going to, I mean, they're going to use him even more than they did last year. They discovered what was working for them. Why would you fix it? Why would you mess with it going into this year? You obviously want to keep him healthy to some extent, but he's one of the biggest running backs in the entire league. Um, and this is this is even more to the point, right? This is a guy who's not going to be there for years and years and years. His style of running game, the way he is, it's not like he's going to have this crazy long career. He's not Earl Campbell. You know what I mean, Blewett? So the Titans are in a position where they have to use everything they can. That's what I think the franchise tag is for. I think they are going to run him almost into the ground. And then if he goes to another team next year or after that, It's not like they will not make him have to, they will not sign him to another big deal because they're going to chew him up and spit him out right now. Okay, for the last time tonight, we're going to bring in Davis Maddock. Find him on Twitter at Davis Maddock. Uh, Davis, a couple picks off the board here. Uh, I'll get you just thoughts generally. We got Denver coming up here soon. So if you're on air when that happens, uh, so be it. But how about a couple of picks recently? Devin Asiasi, UCLA tight end, goes to the Pats. Darrington Evans. App State running back to the Titans. We're just having that discussion, but feel free to comment on those two players. Uh, I mean, you know, leave it, leave it to Belichick to uh, to draft a guy with less than 800 career uh, receiving yards at UCLA and make him make him a third round pick. I mean, you know, what, whatever, right? Like, uh, Bill, I I would not trust him if it was a wide receiver, but Belichick does see things in tight ends that uh, that you know mere mortals like you and I are are not quite able. I thought to he was going Adam out. Troutman. I was thought that was the ultimate Pats pick, but he went he went UCLA. And how about e- uh, Evans? We were just talking about the the Henry the Derrick Henry sort of uh, quandary, right? Because he's on a franchise tag. Maybe he doesn't show up to camp, assuming everything's uh, go goes according to plan or according to schedule. Uh, but now they have Evans as another running back. He might actually have some fantasy value uh, immediately if there's an issue with this uh, Henry contract, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, if if they only want to pay Henry for one more year, you know, let's say Henry just is not super good, 
this year. You know, Henry, uh, you know, maybe he suffers some sort of injury or something this year. And Darrington Evans comes in, you know, averages five and a half yards per carry on 80 carries. You know, maybe maybe catches a couple of passes in the screen game that uh, that Dion Lewis would have immediately been tackled and, and fallen over on. Uh, <laughs> certainly would, would not surprise me if, you know, if uh, if, um, you know, Derrick Henry's not as much of a fan favorite in Tennessee and uh, and if they just decide to let him walk in and just run with Evans. So, you know, Davis, continuing on this idea of the uh, running back game, for me, it's not so much that Derrick Henry may underperform or get hurt. For me, it's the fact that, you know, running backs are not getting the big second contract, right? And it's about, like, are they above the line or below the line to truly warrant that kind of deal? And think about what we are seeing with multiple teams now going at it with multiple backs. We've seen Detroit get another back today. We've seen Indy get another back today. We've seen Green Bay get another back today. We've seen the Rams get another back today. All the more evidence that may Maybe the idea of allocating so much money to one running back is not the way it's going down in the NFL. Do you think Derrick Henry ultimately gets a big contract anywhere? I well, I, if he's going to get a big contract, it uh, it's going to be from Tennessee. I, I don't think that there's another team out there. I mean, we're sitting around here and we're looking at uh, you know all of our all of our uh, you know our, our rookie running backs, and they're all coming in to timeshares like where where would derrick henry even go where there wasn't another running back that we thought that was comparable to to his output that's actually my theory that the evolution that is happening is now it's not even a committee of two we're seeing teams now with committees of three and more even in san francisco and kansas city in new england and so my point is then how does any running back in the market when we're seeing teams go for two, three, even more running backs, you have to be truly, truly elite to warrant that high level contract and be a quote unquote workhorse anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think you're right. I just think that if guys are going to get paid, it's going to be because they're going to get paid for past performance, not future performance. It's going to be the teams that they got drafted by. They were really good in their first, second, maybe their third seasons. And they say, all right, that's it. I'm holding out. I'm not coming in. You want me to play for the team this year? You got to give me more money. And I think that until something changes with NFL rules, with contract rules, with the way the draft works, I just think that's the way that running back contracts are going to work. All right, Davis, the Kansas City Chiefs, their pick is in. Where are the Chiefs going here? I would assume that they're going to start looking at uh, interior defensive linemen. That would be or uh, interior offensive lineman. That would be my guess. They have, you know, they've started to address a lot of the other big, uh, you know, uh, big, you know, needs in the NFL draft, but uh, but not certain. Where are we going? Lucas Niang is the pick, an offensive tackle. Yeah. So uh, that is the Chiefs pick. Prior to that, Denver picked McTelvin uh, Ajem, six three three zero nine out of Arkansas defensive tackle. So he's out of TCU, 6'6", 315. TCU on the board uh, his last couple of nights, 6'6", 315 uh, out of TCU, Davis. So they do get an offensive tackle here. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I love, uh, first of all, I actually like when tackles get drafted when you already have starting tackles because it gives you a swing tackle and, you know, it just gives you some flexibility on the offensive line. And uh, I actually think Lucas Niang, so he's like a really interesting prospect because he's really young. So he just he uh, he is 21, uh, you know, is going to be 21 when his first year in the NFL. And he is massive. This dude yeah. is huge. He is he is six, eight. Like he, that is a huge offensive lineman and good teams. Like you will just notice good teams, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Saints, uh, you know, historically good teams. They just load up on linemen in the middle portions of drafts all the time because, keeping your quarterback safe, you know, having a good offensive line. I actually think having a good offensive line is the biggest competitive advantage other than quarterbacks right I now. Totally in the NFL. So, and, and, yeah, and I, there's I, so I like many misses too, Davis. There's a, a it's difficult for scouts. There's everything that I've heard and listened to for the last five years running. It is more difficult for scouts to try to figure out which offensive linemen are going to work on the NFL level. It's hard from high school to college. It's hard from college to pro. And just going through the numbers, to your point, let's just load up with as many of these guys as we can, because if we're just taking swings in the first round, uh, we might set our franchise back. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you just you want to have you and, and, and if guys don't work out like you don't keep 
not good offensive tackles on your roster, right? Like figure it out, cut them, move on. Like if Niang's not good, don't keep him on the roster. You know, you're barely paying him any money. He was a third round pick, but uh, those are, those are shots worth taking, especially when you're, your starting group of players, which the Kansas city chiefs have is so good. Davis, we have another pick off the board. The Cleveland Browns have now taken, I believe the 10th LSU tiger off the board. Jacob, unbelievable. The linebacker. Now I got to ask you there's 10 off the board. Of course, this is the, you know, college football champions, but what do you think about Cleveland going back to the defensive side of the ball? They got everything they needed in the first round on offense. And since then it's been all defense Davis. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I think that pretty clearly they think that their offense is solved, right? I think that they think that if Baker Mayfield can't make it work with Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, Odell Beckham, a brand new left tackle, Kareem hunt, Nick Chubb, you know, if, if he can't make it work, that's on him. The, the way, the way that they can improve right now to win games is by finding, you know, good, solid rotational defensive players. Davis, I know that, you know, these this Chiefs team right now, I know that you're a big Chiefs fan, and I'm just trying to get a gist for this Chiefs defense. I'm trying to figure out because the O-line was helping a little bit with the run game, but I think that, you know, is Niang the answer to that? Is that going to help with, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now adding to the run game? It seems that that was the part of the offense that was the only shaky part for them. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, they're they're probably not all that worried about running efficiency. I, I think that the reason why they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is that he was the best pass-catching running back in this right. class. You know, he he played out of the slot, you know, about 20% of the time at LSU. Uh, and, and uh, you know, Niang did do a ton of run blocking at TCU, though, because they— uh, they were playing with an 18-year-old true freshman quarterback. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think he can handle the run blocking. Davis, I'll throw a couple of other offensive players that came off the uh, board in round three here. We talked about Lynn Bowden earlier. Antonio Gibson to Washington. We have uh, Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt to the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks is kind of an interesting scenario here, right? Because they're only sitting with Ronald Jones. They wanted a pass catching back. So what does this do fantasy-wise? Uh, is Are any of these backs going to be valuable because Brady's throwing the ball to his other targets so much? Yeah, I I think that Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be pretty valuable. I think that he will be pretty valuable for fantasy. Um, I think that uh, he definitely, though, I think is a candidate to be overrated in fantasy football because I think, you know, people might select him over DeAndre Swift. People might be tempted to take him over Jonathan Taylor um, and and even in a timeshare because it's like Keyshawn Vaughn is not going to come in and, and get 70% of the touches, 80% of the touches in the Buccaneers backfield. Ronald Jones is not going to be cut. He's still going to get some goal line work. I actually would not be surprised if Dari Ogunbowale was still playing third downs yeah. in Tampa Bay. So, so for me, you know, I think it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire clear tier separation. Um, and then we start getting in the Jonathan Taylor, JK Dobbins. Uh, range and and I think Vaughn is in that range now, but not clearly at the top of it. I have one more question to ask you, but I know we don't have a ton of time. So you talked about the running backs. I'll ask you the same thing at the wide receiver position, Davis. When we come back, which wide receiver not named Lamb, Judy, or Ruggs do you think is in the best fit to be a breakout in his rookie season from the wide receiver position? That's what I want to know. But Blue, it'll take us the break. I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll come back. We'll uh, we'll take it at a break here. Um, I think we got about, well, yeah, we got 20 seconds left. So, all right, we're, we're coming back after this. Thanks for watching sports grid draft special coverage. We're going to come back with Davis Maddock. Uh, we'll close it out with Dane Ariel and myself. Uh, we'll be back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes 
and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. What are you doing? Crazy. Coverage uh, this year. Excited again to have everybody joining us, tracking everything on sportsgrid.com and on Twitter at sportsgrid and watching us on YouTube and, and, and the other popular platforms. A few more picks off the board. We mentioned Jacob Phillips, linebacker to, uh, out of LSU to the Browns, replacing ostensibly Joe Schobert, who left for the Jaguars. I'm not sure why he did that, but he did. Uh, Malik Harrison, uh, Ohio State, outside linebacker to the Ravens. Nice pick there. Uh, and Matt Pert out of UConn, offensive tackle. So the Giants continue to build up the offensive line, give them a little bit of credit there. We and Dave Gettleman gets a lot of grief on social media, but uh, a couple of nice picks here. Uh, Dane, I'll throw it to you to rephrase your question to Davis. Sure, Gettleman is wearing the mask for all the stuff that is coming his <laughs> way. Uh, but Davis, before we went to break, you know, you were talking as a fantasy expert here, our DFS expert, um, about the fits for the rookie running backs. And I find that interesting the wide receiver position is always interesting because rookies don't tend to completely pop off in their rookie year. We know about the big three, Lamb, Ruggs, and Judy, but there's about a dozen wide receivers who are now off the board. Out of the ones who are not part of the top three, which do you think landed in the best place or had the best fit to actually be a fantasy contributor in their rookie season? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the board with this one. I, I believe that this guy was the 15th wide receiver selected in this draft, Devin Duvernay from the University of Texas, who is now, I think, if he is, you know, who I think he is, which is, you know, a, a very competent and capable college wide receiver. Uh, he had 106 receptions last season for the University of Texas. He is the type of guy who I think will fit with Lamar Jackson, you know, hyper athletic, super fast, not a not a you know, not a technical route runner, right? Like a guy you'd think that would work with Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers. He's gonna he's gonna go and get open down the field. He's gonna be open on broken plays. And I think that that works really well with Lamar Jackson. And I think that uh Devin is gonna be he's gonna be a guy you're gonna be able to get for free in any fantasy draft. And I, I really like the fit with Baltimore. Good stuff, Davis. Appreciate it. All your work these last couple of nights. Uh, good luck with uh, all your upcoming best ball drafts and everything else. You'll keep people updated on rotoexperts.com, sportsgrid.com. Uh, talk to you again soon. Thanks, man. All right, beautiful. Thanks, guys. Take care. Uh, bringing in Kevin Walsh, who uh, he sort of got kicked off the coverage there <laughs> for a while, but he really he really worked his way back onto the, the roster. Stuff going on there. <laughs> Congratulations. You worked your way I back onto find, the roster. I always find my way back. That's right. That's right. You're a grinder. So uh, latest pick, Tanner Muse, safety from Clemson. And um, the wow. Giants just picked Matt Pert out of UConn. Yeah. Um, and then we, so we got a few picks coming up. The Pats coming up. 
Steelers, Eagles, Ravens, uh, or is that the Rams? Gosh, pharmacy glasses. There we go. That's the Rams. So, uh, all right. So, Kev, uh, thoughts on, on the latest players uh, off the board? Uh, Pert uh, is a really, really nice pick for the Giants. Everything I've read about him uh, says that he probably shouldn't play year one. But by year two, if he develops the frame and the potential that he has, he could be an excellent starter for this football team. And you consider it's going to be Nate Solder and Andrew Thomas this year. We've mentioned a couple of times that this could be the last year for Solder. Uh, so if that's the case, they really could set themselves up and bookend their tackle situation now with this draft. And uh, Tanner Muse just came off the board. It's one of those things that you have to really now remind yourself whenever – uh, it seems like Gruden is going to be coming up to the clock. It seems like he is going to be trying his absolute Clemson. best. To, well, it's just it's it's Clemson, but it's just these blue blood programs, right? Yeah, that's right. Whether it be Ohio State Ohio. or Alabama or Clemson, like clearly he is leaning towards these schools where he, whether it's just that he trusts them, whether it's the players he's watching the most. For whatever it is, that's where he seemingly he's is not booking meetings with Kyle Duggar out of Lenar Ryan. He's talking to Tanner. He's talking to Tanner Muse and Lynn Bowden and uh, all the guys that he's yeah. familiar with. Uh, yeah, good stuff. And to your point about uh, the tackles, you know, long-term Giants are in good shape. Matt Pert, six seven three eighteen. Sorry, Dude, that's a big kid. <laughs> yes, on that other point that we just discussed, do you think, whether it's Gruden or anybody else, do you think, you know, one of the things we've been talking about here is that teams are going more with the Blue Blood programs, more with the guys they can see because of this year in this crisis that we are in. They didn't have the chance necessarily to see pro days or to have them into the building. Do you think that was a factor on some of these Blue Blood programs? You know, I mean, LSU had has 10 guys off the board today. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. Not something I really kind of considered, but I, I definitely think that that could be the case. Right? That's why LSU is flirting with this record here for most uh, players drafted uh, within the first three rounds of a draft, likely, right? Because they were the team of this college football season. Obviously, they also had immense talent. I, I also somewhat wonder, if I'm not mistaken, but Gruden's first draft back, his first pick in round one was the 15th pick, Colton Miller, out of UCLA. Now, UCLA is obviously not a nothing school, but it's nowhere near a powerhouse. Right. And by any person you talk to day of and since that pick, it was a real, real bad selection. And I just wonder if Gruden maybe was like, you know what, I'm not going off the beaten path. Give me the guys that have played at the, that the highest level, and I hope that that can translate for me. Speaking of going off the beaten path, the New England Patriots have traded up again. Traded what has surprised you the most about the New England Patriots this, well, tonight? Well, it's weird because I, you know, I, I talked with Dane on the earlier line, right? And I hated the idea of them taking Jordan Love. I didn't think it was necessary. If you're going to do the Stidham thing, do the Stidham thing. But also at this point, whether it be Eason or Fromm, I really felt like the Patriots grabbing one of those guys late, if they fell, would have made a lot of sense. Overall, maybe one of the most prevalent conversations around the league coming out of this draft is just going to be the quarterback position as a whole, right? The the players like Cam Newton and Jameis Winston that don't have jobs, the fact uh, that we see Eason and Fromm, I mean, no, every time there's a trade up, you, I mean, you, whenever there's a trade up, you, I always personally think quarterback Me and too. it's just not it's happening been three times, thought. three times that I've seen the Patriots trade up and all three times I said, is this where Easton goes? <laughs> yeah, it's been a tight end. Yeah, it's been a defensive end. player. This is now the second tight end that they have traded up for, right? Because yep. this pick. You know, out of Virginia Tech, Dalton Keene, the last time was the UCLA tight end. They have now traded up twice for the tight end position. What do you think that speaks to the need without Rob Gronkowski and, uh, you know, others that have been there in the past? I'll tell you the biggest sign I take from it. O.J. Howard might really not be available. And the Bucks might really actually want to move forward with three tight ends. Because they said that the Patriots were still interested in acquiring him. But the Bucks kind of, you know, try to damper that. And they say, no, 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 why wouldn't we? want three great tight ends. And if this team now is not only going to spend two picks, but trade up to get tight ends the way that they are, then maybe OJ Howard really is going to stay in Tampa Bay and to take it down a fantasy route. That stinks. 
I mean, the, yeah, the and Patriots. there are already two tight ends on the Patriots roster. Yeah. You have Ryan Izzo and Matt Lacoste. So you're adding two more tight ends to the Patriots depth chart, totaling four. Yeah, they. I mean, this is not the ten. The Pats. Yeah, the Pats have uh, drafted multiple tight ends in the same year before. Yeah, um, it's a it's a little yeah. weird to do to, to with, do them within a few picks of one another. Uh, as far as the QB thing is concerned, I think there's two teams left that have a, a real pressing need at QB. Mm-hmm. I personally think the Pats are one of them. Obviously, the Pats might feel the Pittsburgh differently. Pittsburgh Steelers blew and, it. They're coming uh, up next. The other, the other team I was going to say is the Jaguars uh, have still have a pressing need at the QB position. Maybe they don't like any of the guys on the board. Uh, I do think it's an option for the Steelers. Um Somebody like Jake Eason would be a little bit more in the mold of, of Roethlisberger, but I think it's clear that people consider Jake Eason to be a pretty significant project. And mm-hmm. those six six guys that can throw the ball through the wall are look great uh, when they're at the combine and they look good coming off the bus. But if it takes you a long time to throw the ball because you're too damn big, then mm-hmm. that creates a problem for everybody else in the offense. And they're honestly not worth drafting if they can't rid- get rid of the ball quickly. It's other than accuracy, it's the single most important skill to have to be able to get rid of the ball quickly. And I just wonder if that's what people are thinking about Eason. People love Jake Fromm, but uh, Kev, I-, I just don't think he's got an NFL arm talent situation here. Well, I think if we're going to even just specifically to the Pittsburgh Steelers, we know the last time they drafted a quarterback, Big Ben was outspoken about how much he didn't like that. Considering how he lost last season to injury, he comes back this year. Not to, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to be his last season, but there's got, there's not a ton left for Big Ben. And, you know, this is a team that didn't have a first-round selection. I think trying to make the most out of these picks here, even 102, you can find talent. We know the Steelers can find talent late in draft. So Whoa. them going skill position yeah. would, would make a lot of sense to me. Kevin, one other question I have for you on this quarterback position. You know, one other team that I might throw out there that has a veteran quarterback that has an established coach and an established scheme is the New Orleans Saints that are out there. I know Jared and I talked about uh, the Saints potentially, sure. you know, looking there at some point. Blewett just went over Eason and Fromm, and they're kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Eason (laughs) has all the arm strength in the world, right? And some coaches like that, but maybe he doesn't have the processing to be able to read defenses. With Fromm, it's kind of the inverse, right? They love the He's a winner. He has good decision-making. Won games at Georgia, but as Blue had just said, doesn't necessarily have the arm talent at the next level. We see both of these guys still out there with different skill sets. If you are a GM building a team, which one do you think you would take on? The all-powerful arm that looks great in a textbook but still has to maybe learn the game? Or the guy who has the intangibles but not necessarily can throw the ball through the wall? So it's funny, and I might regret this take a couple years from now because maybe it's I'm, I'm just being too simplistic with this. But no I'll, take the, I'll take the quarterback that ran the other one out of the school. Trump kicked, Trump kicked Eason basically out of Georgia, for lack of a better way to put it, because he won that job. He was the man for the job. Now, the people who prefer Eason could maybe say that Georgia regrets that ultimately, but I just – Oh, and it's so cliche, especially at the quarterback position, man. But Fromm feels like a winner. Um, you know, there's a, a, docu- a, a documentary series kind of on Netflix called QB1. Yeah, and, and I watched Fromm there, and it's it's just the cerebralness that you want, the leadership skills. Yes, yes, absolutely. But he didn't win. I mean, there's only there's only one team that can ultimately, obviously, win the whole thing. 100 percent, right? Right. But right. I, I mean. I, I can't I hear, criticize him for being a, a loser. I'm not calling him a loser. I'm just right. saying he's closer they, to a winner the, than a loser. The, the talent around him suggested that they could win a national title, and some might say that he held them back in in, in some ways. Now, 
Uh, I think he probably interviewed unbelievably well. And uh, to your point of what you're watching this documentary, I, I think that I think people are gravitated towards him. I think he's probably a leader and somebody you want in the quarterback room. But I, I just don't know that he's a long term starter in the NFL update on a couple of picks. Steelers pick Alex Highsmith outside linebacker out of Charlotte. I never met a team. Uh, he's also sort of projects as a defensive end too. Steelers obviously utilize that position a, a little bit differently in a three-four. Uh, Davion Taylor out of Colorado, uh, outside linebacker here to the Eagles. I actually I thought they were going to go quarterback there, maybe fill up the QB room. <laughs> no, they got to prepare for when Jalen Hurts retires. <laughs> they need depth. Yeah, they deserve that, man. They deserve that. It's yeah, what a what a move, right? Like who would have. Who would have thought that the Eagles would have been able to make that kind of splash at 53? I saw someone post yeah. on Twitter that, congratulations, the Philadelphia Eagles media has won the draft. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, you now have stories for days. The thing is, it's, this is going to, I mean, I'm going to become insufferable because I'm going to find people insufferable because when Wentz throws one interception and they go, we should probably bench him now. <laughs> I, it's just there's certain things that I have the quick points. Yeah, I'll I know, Mike. And you just got to leave me alone because it's going to drive me nuts, man. Yeah, but or this is Wentz not like a Packers situation. This is not a Packers situation. No, That's yeah, this is not. Well, that's a nightmare because Aaron Rodgers has every right in the world to be like they traded it, up. It, it's it's malpractice what they did. I agree. Like for them to need wide, I saw one Packers fan of my timeline like, "Wow, Packers really testing the depth of this wide receiver class, waiting until <laughs> day three. And it's like, oh no, no, that ship has sailed, man. The deepest wide receiver class in the world is. We're not talking wide receiver twenty five that's going to come hey. in and start. I just got the last one in Denzel Mims, and I am happy for it. Real quick. What a job on the Jets. In that trade with the Patriots, okay, it was the Patriots who went up, got the tight end. The Jets pulling a Patriots-like kind of move. They get two fourth-round picks out of the deal and a pick in 2021. The Jets, you know, accumulating players here, kind of like a or accumulating assets in what's it, a Patriotesque kind of move. I think we are very much so ready to hear uh, on your Monday talk shows that Joe Douglas is the reason why the Philadelphia Eagles were ever to put uh, rosters together because they took. I've been saying that for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the, and, the, and the Jets have had uh, a really, really nice draft. And look so at them far. now, five new offers. I actually five. do have a. I actually have a fact that Adam Schefter just tweeted out regarding the New England Patriots drafting two tight ends. The last time the Patriots drafted two tight ends was back in 2010 with Rob Gronkowski and A.J. Hernandez. Yeah, the murderer, Aaron Hernandez and Gronk. When, Aaron uh, Hernandez. Yeah, what in the, I think the second and the fourth round of that draft. That's right. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. either of those guys are those guys. But. No, 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 no. Uh, but how about let's talk about the Eagles back for a sec. Uh, I'll talk sure. about the depth of their quarterback room. No, uh, <laughs> seriously, they they drafted it. They drafted an outside linebacker, Davion Taylor, right. in Colorado. Yeah. Whether or not, awesome. uh, I mean, what do you think of that pick? Uh, they 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 needed linebacker personally. I think that Patrick Queen at, at twenty one uh, would have been a really really nice selection had they made it there. Um, Davion Taylor is nowhere near Patrick Queen, but. His strengths from, you know, what I've been able to read up on him is certainly his range. Um, so, and that's what you like. You, you want to be, uh, have him be able to cover the elite tight ends in the league. That's where the game is moving. So, uh, if Davion Taylor can do that, then uh, it's a job well done. Heading into our last minute of coverage here, uh, Terrell Burgess, Utah safety, uh, goes to the Rams right here. Uh, so that's about it. Ariel, you get the last question for Kev Walsh or the last comment period. Bring it on home. Yeah. I'm going to take the last comment. Sorry, Kevin, no offense to oh, you. Good. I am thrilled with the way that the Baltimore Ravens have handled this draft. I'm excited for the future. I'm taking my Ravens. We're going to the Super Bowl this year. All right, Dane, you got five seconds. <laughs> what do you got? I'm happy to see who else gets drafted tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Chase Claypool Hall of Fame. I think that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, more. I'm also told by my dad I have to mention the word meatball. So there it is, dad right. and his friends, meatball. All right, Hertz, uh, Jalen Hurts for president. We'll talk to you next year. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.